Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So everyone knows what's happening right now or what has happened in Israel. We've all been following the news to a certain degree, and I don't claim to be an expert on geopolitics at all, especially in the, mid, uh, in the Middle East. But what I am an expert on is common sense. And I think I have developed some very sharp spidey senses since doing these live streams pretty much daily since 2021 when we were in the middle of the cerveza sickness and then that leading into Russia and Ukraine and all the propaganda that we have received from the central planners, the authoritarians, the Davos types, the people who I call the Malthusian cult. And we know just through our own experience in 2020 that many of the times, I would argue almost every single time, people in the mainstream and the politicians accused a platform, an individual, an entity, whatever, of spreading quote-unquote misinformation. It was usually because they were trying to silence that person because that individual or entity was spreading the truth. And I'm very concerned that we see the exact same narrative come up around what is happening in Israel, meaning the mainstream media seems to be hell-bent on targeting anyone who isn't falling right in line with whatever the narrative is and accusing them of spreading misinformation, disinformation, exactly like they did at the beginning of the Cervasa sickness, throughout the Cervasa sickness, for heaven's sakes, and what they did with Russia, Ukraine. And we always find out six months later that, oh yeah, that the, 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 the misinformation and the disinformation, oh yeah, that turned out to be true. But the central planners, the authoritarians and the global elite, the mainstream media, the useful idiots, try to sweep that under the rug until everyone forgets about it and moves on to something else. And then they allow the truth to come out. It's It was a brilliant observation. I, I forgot who made this. I wish I could give them credit. But uh, a VC, uh, it might have been Mark Andreessen in uh, Silicon Valley with Andreessen Horowitz. But he said as soon as Russia invaded Ukraine, he said that it was very mysterious uh, all of a sudden the mainstream media didn't care about misinformation and disinformation about the cerveza sickness all of a sudden it just went away now all of a sudden you could start talking about the things that we were talking about on this channel that by the way got this channel deleted from youtube in 2021 you could all of a sudden start talking about those things once again or you could start talking about those things uh for the first time you could start maybe poking holes in the theory of where the Cerveza sickness came in. You could start discussing masks as an example. But we needed something else, some sort of other, some other form of hysteria for the media to attach itself to, to where we could start talking about what happened in the past. You see, and I'm very concerned that what we're seeing in, in Israel uh, could be something, I'm trying to measure my words carefully here, it, it, it could be something where 
there's strings that are being pulled behind the scenes that the average Joe and Jane just aren't privy to. And the useful idiots, the central planners, the authoritarian, the Malthusian cult, is at the very least using this to further their own objectives. You never let a good crisis go to waste. And possibly, possibly, I'm not saying this is fact or this is the way it is, but it's something we should consider that there's people behind this that could have been the same people that were behind uh, other things that have happened in the past few years that are trying to use this to further their objectives. And you guys know what those objectives are. First and foremost, to reduce the population in the world. That they, they state that explicitly. I'm not making that up. That's not George Gammon talking. That's Bill Gates talking. Right? The, a lot of these, and that's why I call them the Malthusian cult. You look at Klaus Schwab's history, going all the way back to 1968 in the Club of Rome, or when he was, I believe, at Harvard and taking classes from, uh, from Kissinger. And when he started the World Economic Forum, the very, one of the very first speakers that he has was the guy who wrote The Limits to Growth. So this Malthusian idea that the world has too many people, that has been integral to the World Economic Forum since its inception. And it's one of their core beliefs that they base their entire worldview on. And I said this at the beginning of Ukraine-Russia, that it, it's interesting how they're really trying to add fuel to the fire, let's say, uh, when we all know what the net result would be, heaven forbid, if we go into a world war, especially if there are nuclear weapons involved. That would decrease the population significantly. And if that's one of their main objectives, then you have to ask the question, well, how far would they go? I don't know. You be the judge, right? But what we now know is that there's some questions about what happened over the weekend that are unanswered. And there's things that don't make sense, very similar to what we saw with COVID. Now, does that mean something? Who knows? Who knows? But at the very least, it's something that I think should be discussed. And it should be discussed by people that are a lot smarter than I am. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. I want to go straight over 
to a recent podcast episode from a guy named Brett Weinstein, uh, who admitted who admits he's not an expert either, but he's a very, very deep thinker. And he's someone who I value his opinion, and he actually got someone on who was an expert, is an expert, and is in Israel right now. They're part of the military, and they themselves are saying, hey, what happened the other day, it makes no sense at all. And it's something that we should at least explore and think through. And I'll let you come to your own conclusions. So let's get right over to this, and we're going to play a clip here. And I would encourage all of you, regardless of what your opinion of the situation is, to watch this. Because at the very least, it shows how nuanced this situation is. And uh, like everything, just like Ukraine-Russia, this, this isn't as easy as good versus evil, no matter what side that you're on. And at the end of the day, the majority of the people are, 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 are victims on both sides usual for Israel Defense Forces. Now, I've served in the military forces 25 years ago as uh, I was in the intelligence uh, forces uh, based in the Gaza Strip, as I told you. And I know the security drills. When I served, there was no internet. So I would sit next to the phone in my uh, shift of the fence of the security of the Gaza Strip and whenever so to be clear guys she 25 years ago she worked on the border of Israel and the Gaza Strip she she worked there every single day part of the military it was part of her job to make sure that no one crossed that border that should not cross that border it was her job to ensure the integrity of that border and this was 25 years ago with no internet and technology that pales in comparison to what we have today something would move alongside the fence i would get a phone call from the human observers that are looking at the gate and telling us there is a chain of command that you have to notify when something like this happens and then straight away uh, forces come in to look at what is it and take it down. So what do you mean when something moves by the fence? How small it, is it? It can be a pig. It can be a cat moving alongside the fence or touching the fence or trying to cross the fence. An animal, they would identify it. They would see it. There so are a cat, a cat gets would screaming. trigger. Yeah, it could trigger the fence. Yeah, and an animal. 25 years later. with And 25 years later with internet and with the most sophisticated high-tech weaponary systems like drones like there is a special system i don't know how to call it in english uh, it's called uh, seeing shooting that's a literal translation from hebrew to to english seeing shooting it's a robot that sits on top of a of a um uh, tower looking looking at the fence and whenever something triggers the fence which has sensors on it it's supposed to shoot it's like automatic right and and there are drones and there are helicopters and there are troopers on the ground and you know there are many things that are supposed to be activated there are various lines of defense and layers of defense that are supposed to be activated when something like that happens okay so 
I just want to make this clear. I mean, it probably is, but you have a system that is sensitive to anything the size of a cat or bigger. That system, since you were uh, manning it, has had 25 years to mature and become more sensitive, to become more discerning. And yet, how many places was that border breached? 15. 15 places. You said more, yeah. 15, and that is... 15 by human beings. So I'm not going to play any more of this, guys. I think, again, what I'd encourage all of you to do is is either listen to that podcast. You can find it on iTunes. Uh, Brett's podcast is called The Dark Horse Podcast. Um, I, I know you can find them on Rumble. You can find them right here on YouTube, but it would be well worth your time to listen to that entire interview. And they also discuss these questions that I brought up at the beginning of the live stream that, that now people that are even mentioning the fact that, Hey, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Maybe there's more to it. They're being labeled as people who are spreading misinformation, disinformation, et cetera. And for me, that's when the spidey senses go up because of what we saw during the surveys sickness, because of what we saw throughout Russia, Ukraine, but especially during 2020 and 2021, almost every single time we, we saw something labeled as disinformation, that's because it was true and the powers that be were trying to sweep that under the rug. They were trying to prevent you from thinking about it. They were trying to prevent you from talking about it. They were trying to prevent you from seeing this. And so whenever they use that same process, that same procedure, I become incredibly, incredibly skeptical. One thing I I want to show you here, let me do a different screen share, is what I was seeing almost pretty much since Monday, nonstop, and I saw this multiple times on the CNBC homepage is right here. X formerly Twitter amplifies disinformation amid the Israel Hamas conflict. So what they're saying is the main takeaway here, they're trying to throw Elon Musk under the bus, but their main takeaway is don't trust anything that you see on Twitter. It's like, okay, well, well, Twitter is how you know, a lot of these people that are giving us boots on the ground information are relaying to the world what they're seeing. What the mainstream media is doing is, oh, don't pay any attention to that. Just listen to what we say. Because everything else is misinformation and disinformation. And then who controls the mainstream media? What are their objectives? Are they behind this whole thing or are they just taking advantage of it? Again, I don't know. But I think these are questions that we should be asking. And the fact that they are going straight for the misinformation, disinformation angle, just like they did during the Cervasa sickness, I think should make us all very leery. And I think it should make all of us pay attention to some narratives that may be contrary or that may contradict what we're hearing in the mainstream media.
All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. And if you want to see more of the most recent important stories we discussed right here on this channel, Josh will put them in a playlist right about here, and we'll see you in the next video.